There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Today, we mark Veterans Day by reviving my 2015 conversation with Bradley Cooper on the red carpet of the Washington, D.C. premiere of Clint Eastwood's American Sniper. I spoke to Cooper about playing the late U.S. Navy SEAL Chris Kyle, who was hailed as the deadliest sniper in U.S. history. Jason Fraley at WTOP Radio. Nice to meet you. Um, great directors come in many different packages. Compare working with David O. Russell and with Clint Eastwood. What's the, I'm what's glad the you made that comparison. You know, very similar. Uh, uh, maybe people wouldn't think that, but... Uh, you know, David is a very intuitive director. He's all very musically minded, and so is Clint Eastwood. It's all about rhythm, uh, and uh, that's, I love the work that way. It's fast, it's efficient, it's uh, vital, and it's also uh, full of vitality, and uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Talk about your preparation for the battleground scenes versus the scenes back home. Is there a different mindset? You ha- How did you get yourself into those different you mental know, spaces? I, I, I more got myself into the mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, uh, vocal space uh, before I showed up. And once that happened, uh, it was the same space and then putting it in, in different situations. Uh, you just have to become the character first, and then the character goes into whatever situation the story calls for. Talk about Sienna Miller as a co-star. I mean, how does Sienna Miller factor in that? Right up at the top. I mean, we went and did a movie straight after together about fine dining in London, <laughs> which is a complete different. Um, she's a dexterous actress, uh, ridiculously talented and beautiful and full of, uh, of energy and her work ethic is unparalleled and quite frankly we were honored that she even put herself on tape for this movie. And one final question, what's it like to be here in Washington D.C.? I mean I know you've been to the DMV before, crab cakes and football, but this is a totally different thing for you. Uh, you know, oddly enough it's not that different. I've been here many <laughs> times. I took Silver Linings Playbook here. We were at Walter Reed Hospital today. I was there two and a half years ago, uh, right before Chris was murdered actually. Oh, wow. And uh, I've been on the Hill a couple of times and had the honor introducing the vice president we were trying to get legislation passed on mental illness so um you know i'm happy to come I went to georgetown so dc isn't foreign to me all right well thanks so much thanks. you'll hear more from cooper again in a few minutes but first i spoke with ryan gallucci deputy director for the vfw's national veterans service jason Fraley with wtop radio hey jason ryan nice to meet you um what's the significance of having this event about such a movie in the u.s navy memorial the premiere here Oh, well, uh, I, I think having the premiere of the U.S. Navy Memorial is, is certainly pays a, a tribute to, uh, to the life of Chris Kyle and, and to all the service of, of the men and women in uniform. Um, obviously, Navy Memorial, because he was, he was in the Navy, but uh, I'm Army. I have no problem with that. But, uh, you know, it, it, <laughs> yep. Um, uh, but I think it was just important to have it here in D.C. just in general. I mean, this is, this is where most of our military decision-making takes place, and I, I think it, it's a strong statement of... Um, just the importance of our military community and, and how Hollywood uh, perceives it. When did you become aware of the Chris Kyle story? Oh, I, I have no idea. It, it, al- it almost kind of snuck in there. I mean, it, it just became something that you knew about after a while. Right. 
Um, so I, I can't really say for sure when I, when, when I first heard about it. But I, I know when he was killed, that's really when um, the, the, the story of Chris Kyle really became uh, um, almost omnipresent in the veterans community. It was such a, a tragic loss, especially for a veteran who was trying to help his fellow veterans. Speak a little bit to how the veterans community um, will react to it in terms of the authenticity and you know how Eastwood either succeeded or not. Um, I hope they'll receive it positively because I think... Um, the, the authenticity, is, I mean, that could be up for debate, but I think the way that the filmmakers handled the subject matter was very respectful to the experiences of men and women in uniform. And what I mean by that is the part of the movie that really spoke to me was when he came home. So the way that he interacted with his family, some of the, some of the struggles he had really relating to his wife. Um, but then also, I feel like the film made VA care approachable. And that it didn't portray Chris Kyle as a victim or a broken or, or someone who was broken, but just someone who needed to sit down and take in everything that he had just been through, contextualize it, and find a new way to serve. And, and that was the important part of the film, at least for, for the line of work that I do, um, it is inspiring veterans to find a new way to serve. I mean, survivor guilt is a real thing. And I think some other films have tried to touch on it in the past. Uh, but this one, I think, really presented it in a way that will resonate with veterans to be like, okay, you know, it, it's not up to me to go back for every single tour until the job is done. There are other ways that I can serve the military and veterans community. I also spoke with Kathy Roth Duquette, co-founder of the nonprofit Blue Star Families. Most of them, I have to say, take a little bit of the lone hero, hero view which is not what tends to be the, ex view, the, the experience of war anymore. Um, the majority of people who serve in war have families. The majority of them have children or have spouses. And th that was a wonderful thing about this film is it showed the whole experience. It was the experience of war, and it was also the experience of how he came home safe. Did you ever see We Were Soldiers Once and Young? Mel Gibson movie. To me, this is the best movie since then for showing what the real experience of real military families is with wartime. And I think it'll stand out like that one did. I mean, are you seeing an increase in those number of movies over the years? I am starting to see an increase because as the time goes on and as the as people settle in the experience, I think they're able to see it for what it is and not what the romance of it is. Sometimes the romance is an ugly romance, right? right. It's uh, the ugly story. But this is really just the real story. Chris Kyle is an extraordinary figure, but he's not a two-dimensional hero, right? He's not Captain America. And I think that's what our experience of serving the military is. It brings out the best in you, but it also brings out some of the biggest challenges, too. And we saw that in this movie. Right. Uh, my daughter's done a lot of writing on the military child experience, and this film really struck her in a way no, no other one has. Any other movies stand out over the years? I mean, about coming home. I mean, that was the name of one of them. And then there was The Deer Hunter. And... Uh, yeah. The uh, Blue Sky with um, Jessica Lange. Did you ever see that oh, yeah. movie? That's an amazing movie. It was like 94. It was a long like time yeah. ago. Yeah, it was before these wars. But it, it's, it's how humans grapple with this crazy thing. It's a crazy thing that you go from a place of safety to war. It's a volunteer army. You don't have to do yeah. it. Don't have to do it, but we do it, right? So that crazy aspect of it, not because you were young and you didn't know better, not because of any other thing, but because somehow this was what life called you to do. I, I think the, some of those movies really um, uh, particularly grabbed me. 
There haven't been a lot of Viet- uh, Iraq and Afghanistan war movies, have there? Well, it takes usually a little bit, you know. Well, you know why? Because they're they're just now ending. You know, exactly. it, it, takes it takes a little a while. while. To process it all, oh yeah, right? totally. I mean, we'll be decades still trying to process it. I probably like yeah. every war. You know, they're still making movies about Vietnam and stuff. So, That's right. um, talk about just from an audience standpoint. Do, do you think audiences can, you know, they they see the what you said, the romanticized, you know, the right. battle scenes, but. A lot of them never lived that. So is, is it important, too, to get the family side for the audiences? Oh, now that's real to me. Now it's real to me. You know, when um, she's coming out of her appointment and she's talking on the phone to her husband and suddenly the, the phone falls out of her hands and all she can hear is uh, the machine gun on the other side and she has no idea what to go, what's going on. That's such an amazing um, depiction of what really happens. You're in a relationship with someone, and you're living on different planets, and you're trying to understand each other's planet and keep the relationship going. Because is Chris Kyle healthy again if he doesn't have that family? I don't know if he ever does. It's because he has that family that he's able to come home, right. that they, they're able to pull him home. So you need to somehow keep that reality going even while you're on those two different planets and I thought that movie really showed this it, it showed him trying to stay connected and it showed how how could she understand that there she was in San Diego I was there too my husband was deployed when we were in San Diego most beautiful place in the world right and they're in the ugliest place in the world yeah. and there you night are and night and day right wow thank you yeah. very much thank you Bradley Cooper must have been taking notes from Eastwood because he made his own directorial debut in 2018, directing himself and Lady Gaga in a completely different genre for A Star is Born. During the DC premiere, I called out from the audience during a Q&A with Cooper, moderated by George Stevens Jr., founder of the American Film Institute. Yes, sir. Um, we all remember James Mason going out in the waves, and you know we knew your character's doomed. But what I <laughs> want to commend you on, is, especially as a first-time director, how you set up those fatalistic images early on. You know, you see when we first see you, we see the neon nooses behind you, and um, how important was it to drop those fatalistic things in there, knowing the outcome? And are there any that we missed? That you know, we were so grossed in the story. Were you planning any others? I mean, that's the thing about when you give something away after created. It belongs to you, and it's for you to for you to say. That's I'm glad you saw that. Um, we were we were we found this location. I'll tell you exactly how it happened. And uh, and I just went for a walk around the block, and I looked up and I saw this billboard, and I went, "Well, come on!" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "No." We, and we only had a little part of the street blocked off, so it was like illegal. Not, and I said, "No, no, we got to go around because I want to stop." So for me, here's an idea, and then you make it fit into the story. Yeah. It's the place that he makes a right turn too. So he doesn't know that he's heading towards his death. He doesn't keep going there. That's where he says, how about over here, right? right? So, so he's going towards the nooses. Mm. And so that, I just kind of love that of it. It's kind of the most valuable lesson I learned early in my life from my father, who was a great film director, um, was respect for the audience. And you see, you know, there's a, a member of the audience there out there bringing all their imagination and their life experience and uh, and when you say that you promise the actors they wouldn't be caught acting that's a sensitive director he's not going to have them doing more because he thinks you may not get it he's going to trust you to see in lady gaga's eyes without her making any histronics just there, maybe a little music in the distance. And uh, 
You guys will figure it out. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.